Next on Rugby Wrap-Up, Kenya Seven Superstars, Collins and Jera and William Baca calling in from the World 10 Series in Bermuda. Rugby Wrap-Up brought to you in part by The Pig and Whistle, the world's best rugby pub. The Murphy Kennedy Group, founded with the idea that construction can be done better. And Lean and Limber, stretching your way to a healthier lifestyle. And welcome back to Rugby Wrap-Up. Thanks for joining us. Matt McCarthy in Midtown Manhattan. My co-host of the day, Mr. Stephen Lewis, on the Upper West Side of Manhattan. And we are joined from Bermuda by two superstars on the rugby scene. Kenyan superstars, Mr. Collins and Jarrah and William Baca calling in from the World Tens Series. All right, so let's let's not waste any more of your time. Let's get down to the nitty-gritty, shall we? Because Stephen and I are going to tear you down brick by brick, and I'm going to let Stephen start off. Stephen, go ahead. Collins, question for you. Yes. What's your favorite drink? A, tomato juice, B, orange juice, or C, one of the three wise men? <laughs> <laughs> is this a trick question? <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. We have that, some mutual, mutual friends whose uh, whose initials are M. The, I'm going with the one of the three wise men. <laughs> so, for the folks at home, if I'm not mistaken, that is either Jack Daniels, Jim Beam, or Johnny Walker. Yes, and and uh, and of those three, it's Jack Daniels. <laughs> Fair enough. You're right in Steve Lewis's wheelhouse, Steve. Got to like that, right? There's something else in common, not just rugby and sevens. Yeah. Um, really, a question for you. So you may yeah. or may not know that I actually coach an African sevens team. Okay. And uh, if I was to say to you, it was a lot of Wahala, which team do you think it was? I'd say it's a Nigerian team. They speak, uh, that's pidgin, I think. Pidgin yeah, English. Ding, 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 ding. Circle gets the square on that one. Well played, sir. Well played, sir. <laughs> All right. So, again, we've done some uh, off-the-pitch research on you, and I, I've got a couple of different nicknames. You go by Kahlo or Papa or Choo Choo? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, any of that can work. <laughs> Do you have one of preference? I guess not, because um, different names actually have uh, being – People call me according to the situation we have been together. But the one that has really stuck out the most and has been there for the longest time is uh, Kolo, because he's just short form for Collins. But then again, of late, Papa has been really coming along well. I don't know why, but uh, yeah, that one has kind of stuck to me. <laughs> All right. While we're on the names, yeah, uh, it's from what I understand, you guys have a bit of an interesting story about your names. And I think your, your family name is Imoni. Emoni. 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 Yes. And you've got an English first name, Collins. Yes. Kenyan yes. last name, Injira. Yes. You want to explain this? Because I'm suspicious. I, I, I smell a, a conspiracy theory someplace. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. Uh, as we name, uh, as we're given names back at home, the tribe that I'm from, um, they usually name you after a person who has been there before. So the family name is Emoni, which is my dad. And then Injera is my grandfather. So the only name I was given is Collins. So Collins, Injera, which is my middle name, and then my surname is Emoni, which is the family name. And is there any truth to the rumor that Injera, roughly translated, means pursuer of wise men? 
<laughs> not really that's a lie actually what injera <laughs> what injera um i came to realize on later in life um it's an Ethiopian dish as well i kid about the names and everything else but you guys are serious <laughs> world-class rugby players and you have to be in the, the sevens scheme for the most part kenya sevens what's not to love best fan base on the seven series without question i've been around you guys and the fans just exceptional how pumped up do they get you guys you know like uh, we, we we play to represent the country most of the time it's country for your family and god and self so like every time we get support from home and like just around, around the world, that kind of pumps you up. And like, you just feel loved. And yeah, I think that's the best feeling ever. And do you hear chance of Lamu or bowling ball or wrecking ball coming from the crowd when, when you're carrying the ball with <laughs> I don't know about bowling ball. That's uh, what Mike <laughs> Friday calls me. I don't know where that come from, came from. You but, came uh, from Mike Friday. Yeah, he's <laughs> the one who calls me bowling ball all the time. I think Oscar Uma is the one who's bowling ball. Um, come on, Matt, look at his head. <laughs> it has to be a bowling ball. <laughs> I, I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> no, I, of course, Colin is going to say it because they're like making fun of me and everything. But I can take it. I also, I also serve it well. <laughs> but um, yeah, um, I just like to be called Willie Ambaka. That's pretty much what I love the most <laughs> because Fair that's enough. my name. Fair enough. It's, it's simple. Stephen, you have a question for these guys? Yeah, so obviously you're in Bermuda playing tens with uh, yeah, yeah. all of our good friends. Um, just personally, how do you how do you enjoy playing tens? What are the major differences for you between that and sevens for which you're more famous or well known? Of course, it feels a little bit like sevens, but at least you have three more extra players in the field. So you're of course you get tired, but um, the intensity is somewhat between fifteens and sevens. And um, yeah, if you're really fit, I think. Um, tens can be a really good choice for um, for most rugby players who are like trying to anybody who's trying to pick up rugby and uh, anybody who's like probably um, trying probably to end his career. Like I think it's, it's it's something that they can anybody can play tens. Yeah, I prefer tens more because there's like um, less running um, and I'm not complaining about it. So yeah, and I don't know about Collins, but I prefer tens more now. <laughs> Like Willie said, tens it's in between fifteens and sevens. Uh, it's my first time to play in a international, um, like I'd say, international tens tournament, and I'm enjoying it um, for the fact that one, it's in Bermuda. Yeah. <laughs> I got a chance to travel down here, and two, um, the the differences that is there, of course, because I'm used to sevens. Uh, there's there's less running than sevens. And there is uh, more physicality, definitely, than sevens. I've also played 15s as well for the country. And I'd say it's, uh, in terms of you compare to the 15 aside, it's less physical. And according to 15s, there is more running. So you can see it's somewhere in between there. And I think for a guy who just loves to play rugby and play the game and enjoy the game, I think tens is your kind of uh, code that you really enjoy because yeah. it brings out both uh, best of both worlds. So there's a bit of running, yes, not that much as sevens, and also there's the physicality aspect as well, and which is of course definitely not much as the fifteen aside. It's something in somewhere in between there, and which is really amazing. All right, so I got to ask uh, Steve. You know, you're you're looking at these guys. These are not small men. Um, right, and they are very talented rugby players. Guys, I don't know if you know this, but Steve is the current general manager of Rugby United New York in Major League Rugby. And I got to ask, oh. you have the desire, the itch to play in Major League Rugby? 
Um, yeah, like 100%. Like, um, personally, I played like around the world, and like, um, I love playing rugby. And uh, I think it's 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 good because uh, America, like, is known for their for their sports, and um, no, everybody would love to like just being the part of the pioneers to like you know pick up MRL up and yeah I would love to be part of it and I've always been looking actually so uh, Willie I'm gonna have to stop you there it's not MRL it's MLR <laughs> MLR I always get that wrong for right, some you reason got, if you're gonna be in, if you're gonna be in the league guy you gotta know what yeah he has to get the yeah, right eh? yeah I'll <laughs> work on it I'll work on it <laughs> all right yeah Collins yeah for sure you know, less running well. yeah definitely less running uh bit more physical of which I enjoy that part of the game as well and definitely if an opportunity comes um, I would sure jump on it um, for me I think what has really uh, stood out in my career is uh, opportunities and uh, I believe that opportunities will always be there it's just a matter of when one uh, comes up how you're gonna how you're going to take it and how you're gonna react to it and for me definitely would want to to join the MLR and uh, yeah of course play there for a couple of seasons why not I'm sure it's good rugby and definitely just for the development of the game as well and um, yeah I think open doors for all, even those younger guys who are coming back from Kenya I mean if they see one of one of their players I mean playing in MLR it should be a good thing and of course it really make them work hard and also want to achieve their dream as well so for all me right. definitely that would be a good thing all right so Stephen I'm going to knock off my normal 40 percent agent fee for brokering this deal but I think we can just maybe ink a deal here I'll knock it down to 35 percent we've already been talking Matt we don't need you pal uh, I have it on record here guys this is on re on the record yeah so listen just to just to switch back a little bit to sevens which uh, okay. obviously I'm a fan of coaching Jamaica yeah. um, but for you guys the Olympics are still there right is, is the big goal um, yeah next year and so how obviously everyone's preparation has been affected i think the world series is looking at an april start but how are you guys feeling as kenya how are you um in terms of preparation have you been able to practice together work together or has it been pretty tough uh to be honest i'd say it has been pretty tough because uh, uh, when the pandemic hit uh most of the boys con contracts were cancelled of course due to the financial difficulties um with the union and then, uh, yeah, I think just the other day, that's when uh, we resumed training for the guys back at home. They just resumed training just to try and get their bodies back into playing and back into the right condition. Of course, really focus on it. Uh, some of the guys were really focused on the 2020 Tokyo Olympic Games. Even me, I was part of this group that really wanted to maybe do one Olympic and then after that, maybe switch codes, play 15s around the world and yeah. Uh, I'd say it has been pretty difficult, but for now we are really just getting back into it, getting the story to the groove of it. Hopefully there'll be no more cancelled tournaments next year. So that's what you're looking at. And uh, yeah, just taking it uh, a day at a time. All right, hold on. We got to take a quick break, guys, but stay right. put. We'll be right back with Collins nice. and Willie after this. If you're in New York City and want to watch some great rugby, have some great food and some great times, go to the world's best rugby pub. The Pig and Whistle on West 36th Street. Been blind since I was four. And I've never seen a beer commercial or a beer label. None of that stuff influences me. I drink beer because of the taste. And my beer is Pabst Blue Ribbon. It has the taste and the flavor. 
What do you think is on the label? I think there's a, a naked woman riding on a unicorn, jumping over fire. Oh, that's good beer. back matt mccarthy and steve lewis in new york city and in bermuda kenyan superstars william baca and collins and jira calling in from the world's 10 series uh steven you have a question for these guys yeah so why do you think kenya has become such a well-known sevens team and such a quality sevens team compared to oh. the other african teams with equivalent athletic potential why, yeah. why did kenya become the sevens team um, somebody once saw me like Kenya is a, is a gold mine for talent. And um, to be honest, like if you go to like high schools and stuff, you find some really good specimens out there. And um, I find that um, the guys who started before us laid a good foundation. And um, for me, I always say it's a preparation because every time we get the preparation right, we always um, do some damage like in the war series. And um, um, I, I, I find that. Um, we, uh, when, when, when talent works hard, like, um, of course you get the, the results. So like, we have a lot of talented players and like young guys coming up and like everybody wants to represent their country. So um, for me, I always say like, and every time somebody puts their hand into like Kenya rugby and like invest in it and give back to the, like the community, we always have, because the talent is already there. Like, um, like um, we always say, like rugby is played by the ones like one or two specific tribes. That is from Western Kenya, and like they are naturally well, like naturally big and yeah, athletic. So like that is one factor that has really helped Kenya rugby and Kenya sevens the way it is right now. So maybe the natural progression here is that Steve, who has coached Nigeria, is now yeah. coaching Jamaica sevens, becomes the Kenyan sevens head coach. I'm giving <laughs> up for Nairobi. Yeah. <laughs> I've been to Nairobi. Yeah, I was saying, I think just what on wheelies, um, Steve actually asked about why do we think Kenya has, um, has been performing well compared to other African nations. Uh, for me, I'd say it's, it's because of the exposure we've had. Um, like Willie said, the guys who were there before, they were doing some really great things. Like you said, we, we have such good breed of athletes, but we don't get that much exposure. But I think one, one good thing that happened to us is when we were um, included into part of the core series teams in the world. And I think it really helped a lot because now it helped the game grow. And every other rugby player that is playing in Kenya who has this kind of speed, the uh, skill uh, coming up, they really want to play for the sevens team. So for us, you see, it's, it's now, I know it should be different, but for Kenya, people love the sevens game because of the entertainment fun and also the attributes that the sevens has. So for us, I'd say, I think the exposure that we really get, because we, we get to play around the world and we're part of the core, core teams in the series. So definitely that should make the country perform better. Because every other player who's coming up really wants to play for the national team. And for us, fortunately, it's the sevens. So most of these guys who are coming up really want to break through this, uh, the sevens team. You know, with the World Series, when you were getting eight to 10 legs, right? You're there. Yeah. So if you look at the next level down, so that's Jamaica I'm coaching. Yeah. And challenger series, Zimbabwe and Uganda. Yeah. 
So yeah. they're not getting as many tournaments. They're not getting yeah. as many reps. So it's, it's always going to be hard for them to it's break. Always gonna be, okay, definitely, it's, it's, it's going to be tough because uh, you find us, we'd play, for now it's 10 tournaments a year. And we're playing at the highest level. We're playing the likes of New Zealand, South Africa, all these professional teams. And then you'll find, like you said, Zimbabwe or Uganda, they'd play probably the African Sevens Cup, of which the winner might get or might not get invited into the HSBC series as well. So you might play the tournament uh, in Dubai and Cape Town, yeah. then wait for the qualifiers in Hong Kong. And you see, with those spaced out tournaments, definitely the growth would be affected. But uh, yeah, I think for us, we're just lucky enough to be part of the World, World, World Seven Series. So it definitely helps us uh, even get more exposure and also improve our game in terms of tactics and strategies and also skills. Yeah. Uh, Guys, I wanted to change gears a little bit and talk about stuff off the pitch. You know, yeah. Obviously, you guys come from a different background in Kenya than some of the other guys on the tour where they come from a little bit more successful uh, off the pitch possibilities or opportunities. What, what do you guys got going on off the pitch after your rugby career is over? Anything? Is there any, any program helping you? What's going on? Well, of course, I, I, once let's say retire, I want to I'll focus on like strength and conditioning. Like I, I love that part of, of the game. Also, I want to pick on boxing, so I'm thinking of that. And um, yeah, on the side, I just wanna because I always say like uh, when it comes to the world, like people like to like people have to eat. So like I also wanna pick up on farming and uh, yeah, focus on that a little bit after I retire. So yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much it for me. Uh, I was fortunate enough to do my degree. I have a degree in public relations, and also which I've practice um, a few times, not really consistent because, you know, when you're committed to the program, you keep traveling all over the world. I don't think there's uh, an employer who tolerated that for a long time. <laughs> so for me, yeah, I have practiced a couple of seasons, but uh, I'd say off the pitch, um, I really work a lot with uh, these young guys who uh, really want to also excel in rugby. So in just some of mentorship and just guiding them through, and I do that with my club back at home, which is Mamba Rugby, just trying to get them also to be able to achieve their dreams and just helping them here and there, one or two things skill-wise, also just in terms of advice, what they need to do. And you know what, for us, rugby is not uh, professional in Kenya. So just helping them, we try to balance between work and studies because most of them are university students or they're going to colleges. So it's work and study. Some of them are, um, like I said, they're going to school, some are working. Some are handling their other businesses and also playing rugby. So most of them usually struggle with that kind of balance. And uh, yeah, I've been helping a lot with the club in just in terms of just getting the boys ready and also just trying to help them in terms of focusing, um, uh, resetting their goals and also focusing what they need to do. And uh, yeah, for sure, just giving back to the community because for sure, whatever I've learned over the past few years with traveling around the world and just playing rugby, I mean, it won't be fair for me to, to share the knowledge that I've gathered uh, throughout. Bigger thrill, winning in New Zealand or being in Rio? Desperate defense, no, they haven't. It's Oscar Uma and Kenya will play the final in Wellington 2013. Well, that's a tough one. But personally for me, I feel like... Um, you know, like when you work hard, like we over the years, like the guys who came before us and the guys we found there, like they've always tried to win um, 
a serious leg. And um, for me personally, winning in, um, of course, being part of the Olympic team was like a great achievement because every Senate athlete will always want to represent their country in, um, in the Olympics. But uh, for me, winning, winning in Singapore, that was one of like the greatest feelings I've ever had because like so many people have tried it and I, um, we, me, Collins and some of the other boys were the first ones to actually win a, a gold medal in the, in the World Series for the country. So that was really one, one of the best feelings ever. I think the first thing that came to my mind, I would say, was um, being an Olympian. Because I think that was, uh, that was a great achievement as well. Um, just being an Olympian where you go to this village, experience that kind of professionalism, something that uh, we've never experienced before in our lives, meeting all these other pure, pure professional athletes was just a kind of a, a reality or reality check just to see how people uh, prepare for a tournament or prepare for games uh, in, in that kind of setup really made me think of what's needed to be done back at home so that we can also be able to produce such kind of such kind of athletes. So I would say yes, winning in Singapore, like Willie said, perfect, very good for the country as well. But I think being an Olympian is one of those things that I, I would want the guys that are coming back after me, of course, to experience as well. Were you spurred on by Mike Friday wearing sleeveless tank tops and gold chains on the sidelines. Did that help you guys at all with your quest when you won in New Zealand? He was your coach then, right? Yeah, he was. Um, New Zealand, he was our coach. Uh, we managed to – one of the highlights that we've had with Mike Friday was, uh, I mean, beating New Zealand at home in their, in their backyard was, was one of those feelings, like Willie explained, you can't really actually explain. You have to be there to experience it. Because yeah. New Zealand are the, were the world leaders. They've been dominating sevens for the longest time. And you go there, uh, an amateur side who, if you look at your preparations, haven't been that top-notch. The facilities haven't been that um, up to par, I would say, but at least something workable. But just going down there and playing and enjoying the game and managing to get a win of, over New Zealand, in New Zealand, it was such a big thing. And I, and I know Mark Fried was the coach then. He really made most of us really believe in ourselves. Uh, he knew how to get the guys into the right frame of mind. And I mean, it just helped a lot. And he also kept, I think, Kenya rugby just trying to bring that kind of professionalism aspect, that semi-professional attitude, and also that kind of uh, desire and work ethic that's needed for the, for the seventh game. So on that point, we started the uh, interview with three wise men, and we're going to finish with three wise men. <laughs> so, and they're all good friends of ours, so no drama here. But which of the following three is yeah. the most annoying coach? My okay. Friend, Mike Friday, Chris Brown, or Frankie Horn? Whoa! Well, this most is a tough... annoying. <laughs> most annoying, uh, I'll go I with... would go with Chris Brown. <laughs> for me, I'll go really? with Frankie. For me, I'll go with Frankie because he just... <laughs> he's just a special character. But we love him still. We love him. Yeah. Uh, I'd go with Chris Brown. Reason being, he was always right behind just... Poking, if, if, if you're supposed to do the runs, it's just always there. He'll, he'll never let you sleep a bit. But, uh, yeah, I think it worked for us because he had to be tough like that for, for us to be able to do things because you are not used to that kind of environment. But all in all, he's a good guy. We are very good friends. This doesn't mean that he's not a good guy. But uh, in terms of poking you and just being there on your face every time. <laughs> Great question. Uh, final question. When you're playing in the MLR, uh, and Collins, you go first. What positions are you playing? I'd say wing. 
Back three. I'm good with back three. Full back, okay. Yeah. That's no, your back is fine. Yeah. Not bad. Quite good. Willie? I'll go with 13, a uh, center wing. Oof. Yeah. I would not want to face either one of you. Uh, <laughs> now, it's terrific meeting you guys. Um, wish you all the best this final weekend in Bermuda and then very much so with Kenya Sevens. You've done a great job representing your country over the years. All the best. Thank, Thank you, you nice, Steve. And uh, nice meeting you as well. Gentlemen, by the way, I have to apologize in case uh, it, the LA7s, the PA announcer, was horrific. He was butchering <laughs> names. It was, it was actually me. So. Well, I made sure you realize you pronounced my name well. So ah, <laughs> that's why you did, your, you, did your, you did your research quite well. But you know what? You know what the problem is? I'll ask coaches and I'll ask teammates and they'll give me wrong pronunciations on names. <laughs> I have sure? to go to the person. It's, it's incredible. <laughs> Because a lot of guys don't want to have, they don't want to bother the coach by correcting or they, they you know piss off the coach by correcting the coach who is incorrectly yeah. saying their name. Yeah, <laughs> I'm talking about uh, Greg McWilliams, for instance. Matt, thank you so much. You're great. <laughs> anyway, thank you. The most patient superstars on the rugby stratosphere in the rugby stratosphere mr collins and jira mr william baca thank you very much and mr stephen lewis your patience is always appreciated i know that you have a flight to someplace sunny uh and you're gonna book that now but on behalf of these gentlemen i'm matt mccarthy from midtown manhattan talking rugby signing off